Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia ora, good morning. Welcome in to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Greg O'Connor in the chair for the next hour. And we'll be talking all things harness racing. We'll be looking at the Ashburton meeting this afternoon, they have a 10-race program there, already plenty of money for a couple of first starters and a couple of horses in form. There's a two-year-old trot there, which has four runners for Paul Nairn in our Southern Man section. We'll have a chat to him and also Graham Court, who has a decent team in there today. In fact, Graham Court's got a decent team around him full stop, so we'll have a chat to him too. Uh, we'll catch up with Richard Bromley, who's on track there at Ashburton. Amy Edmonds will pop in and we'll have a talk to her about where is Five Wise Men, the star three-year-old that her and her father trained and last season, of course, took on the free-for-allers, including Sunday Sun and a Bolt for Brilliance, Muscle Mountain and the like. And later on, we'll talk to David Branch about what's happening at Cambridge uh, and just tap into a little bit whether this uh, slot trot is going to happen or not. Michael Guerin won't be with us for the entire show, but he's with us now for the first segment. Uh, Very good morning to you, Michael. Morning, Gregory. I'm down in Cambridge. Big hi to all the listeners. I'm actually here for two reasons. I went to the rugby last night. I was working for the ABs at the rugby last night, and there were a lot more cheerful people, Gregory, than there was the week before for two reasons. First of all, the big win, and secondly... We're in Waikato. We're in Ian Foster territory down here. People were quite chipper. Whereas last week in Christchurch, we were in Scott Robertson territory. People were not quite so chipper after the loss. So that was good. And then tonight, I'm off to do some work on stage for the um, thoroughbred racing course of the year. They have their annual awards coming up, Greg. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that all pans out. Some really interesting categories for them. And they also have their, their major awards, like contribution to racing and that sort of stuff. So, Fair bit going on, Greg, but on the harness racing front, you can just feel it starting to warm up. I know the, the weather's getting warmer with spring, but when you see a horse like BD Joe come out and be a good horse the other night, and, and then Matadiros, albeit with a few favours, do a good job on the trot, you start to think about things like the New Zealand Cup week and what it all means and you know what we're going to see in front of us, Greg. So it really felt for harness racing, Anyway, I thought with uh, what happened on Friday night at Addington that that spring, excuse the pun, had sprung. Yeah, and I felt it at Rangiora at the trials too on Wednesday, Michael, where Alta Wise Guy, who of course won the aged pace, which was run at Addington Raceway, and then a couple of those uh, country cups down south, uh, being at the Central Otago, and of course he won the Invercargill Cup. He stepped out, beat 
Akuta, who was outstanding. I know you would have watched the trial. Franco Indy was in there too. Krug was in there as well. And leading to Addington this week, Michael, where it is the Avon City Ford New Brighton Cup, the second automatic entry race into the IRT New Zealand Cup. And, of course, we have the Ordeal Trotting Cup this week too. So it's going to go up even further, another notch this week at Addington. Yeah, look, I thought the pacing was really good. I didn't see much that surprised me there. I thought the horse who stamped his authority all over the trials the other day was Muscle Mountain on the trot. I mean, you were there. Um, surely he can't have grown much green, but for what I saw for the trotters the other night, and Matadiros was really good, but I think the big three are still very much the big three. And I think Muscle Mountain's going to be awfully hard to be in these early season trots. Then I guess it well, comes down to whether Bolt for Brilliance and Sunday Sun and him all get together at the Cup Carnival, which Tony Hurley, he told Harness Racing New Zealand this week, Greg, he, he thinks is likely now. So that's that's going to be awesome because they were good last season, but they'll be even better this year because I think Bolt for Brilliance and Muscle Mountain have clearly improved since the horses they were this time last year. Yeah, Michael, he looked magnificent at the trials, and he'll be in that ordeal this week uh, alongside his stablemates. Uh, Midnight Dash will be there, Enhine will be there. There'll be a bit of depth to that trot this week, so looking forward to seeing uh, his racetrack return. Let's go back to uh, Alexandra Park from last Thursday night, and Zach Butcher had a night out, didn't he? Didn't he what? He's driving well. I was thinking about it afterwards, and this is no disrespect to anybody else, but Natalie Rasmussen would have always been my money driver in New Zealand, if someone had to drive for your life, that she's not driving much at the moment. Obviously, you've got the great drivers like, you know, Tony Hurley and, and Blair Orange puts into that now as well. But I'm not sure if I had someone to drive my life, but there's anybody I'd trust more than Zach Butcher at the moment. I think he's a hungry driver. I think he drives extremely well, and he has a rare amount of patience for someone who's still quite young, Greg. Like, he's not scared to hand up and be three deep and and dive-bomb other horses, which is much like his father, David, has driven for, for years. Drove a good horse, um, advanced party. I think it's going to be obviously a very good horse getting forward for Barry Bird and Scott Phelan. Barry's been through a tough time. He's had a hip replacement and had infection, spent some time in hospital. Well, Barry and Scott produced four winners the other day. And, of course, Merlin being the other one, who, again, is very, very fast. So I think Barry and Scott, and Scott must have done so much of the work over the winter, Greg. They have some horses they can take to the South Island, and it's bloody hard to beat Mark Bird and, and Hayden Cullen down there. They know that. But at least they have horses who will be in the market. They'll be horses who are, are in the fight, Greg. And that's going to be really interesting to see how that all pans out. So I think Barry might have his biggest cup carnival for quite some time. Whether he can win major races, I don't know, because they're so hard to win down there. But I think he's got the right type of horses, even in a Montana DJ down on the grades, Greg. Um, they did lose one horse this week, bad to the bone, has gone to the US. So that's one who's going to miss the open class racing in the north. But we saw a good one the other day from Old Town Road with the likes of Hot and Treacherous and some of them coming back, I'm pretty confident Greg will get the first race off the ground, the Spring Cup in the north, and maybe another one, uh, and then we can merge back into the South Island. And I think that's a real strength. I think having all the horses in one place at one time isn't good early in the season because then there's no new tricks to the form line. I think the fact that Marks are going to head to Addington, self-assured, and, and those good horses like that, Akuta and Krug are going to go to Omaru, and there's going to be some racing in the north, Greg, and then talking to Ray Green this week, he's already in Victoria with Copy That. And he said, more likely now, 
copy that goes Victoria Cup, New Zealand Cup, and probably misses the Inter-Dominions. So we could have a, a New Zealand Cup with form lines which are disparate through Ashburton and Kaikoura, Omaroos and Addingtons. There could be some different races there for different horses, and of course medicine. We could have the North Island horses join in. People might think the form's inferior, but last year won the Cup. And then copy that coming back from Victoria, Greg, and I think that'll be a real strength for the Cup. Disparate, different form lines to give people different ways of thinking about things, rather than a couple of times in the last decade we've seen the Ashburton Flying Stakes basically being the New Zealand Cup, and I, I don't think that's great. I think that's uh, it's put too preordained. The question up for the race, as Noms closed this week, is going to be which of the Aussies will come. Now, I've spoken to both of the major camps this week, Lock and Barat, they were talking about coming, but he was very well beaten last night at Melton. Very well beaten, Greg. I'm not sure he's the Lock and Barat he used to be. Well, he's definitely not. And I'm not sure how they turned it around. He must be doubtful for the New Zealand Cup. And I spoke to young Cameron Hart, who does most of the mouth work for Jason Grimson, and he said Majestic Cruiser, they'll probably nominate, but he thinks the Inter-Dominion's their prime target. So... Which Australians do nominate this week, and whether any of them turn up at Addington, I don't know. But at the moment, it's a New Zealand Cup, Greg, with heaps of little fish hooks and little interesting parts to it and little nooks and crannies, which are going to be really fun to work out over the next two months. Yeah, they are. That race last night won by Honolulu Bay, and we know uh, how talented that Emma Stewart-trained pacer is. He was very good in doing that. Just on those nominations uh, closing on uh, Thursday... Already there, a majestic cruiser and I cast no shadow, so he has chucked a nomination in for those. The other one that surprised me, I was actually on radio with Chris Barsby on Thursday, and Shane Graham was on just before it said he was going to throw one in for Turn It Up, which would be turning back the clock, Michael. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he turned up, excuse the pun. Um, there you go. I wouldn't have expected that. I suppose people can nominate Greg and, and hope yeah. that, you know, a copy that or a self assured doesn't turn up, but. Um, yeah, I think it's a good cup. It sets up really nicely. I'm glad it's still everybody off the front line. I think that's really important. I think um, the handicaps would be too hard to overcome, but that's a story for another day. Um, obviously, I'm sitting in Cambridge, Greg. I'm about a kilometre and a half, maybe 800 metres from the racetrack here. I think the slot trot announcement this week, even though it wasn't so much an announcement, but the story that Cambridge have applied for a slot trot, I think this is something the industry needs to get behind. I, I know... The basic theory behind racing at the moment is, in all, all codes, that you need to have races that make money. But I also think you need to have races that are aspirational. And you need to have races that make people like me and you and everybody listening to the show go, well, I'll, I'll go to the sales, I'll buy a horse. And I don't think all races are going to make money, Greg. But trotters have been through an enormous renaissance in this country and in Australasia over the last five years. They have saved Alexandra Park. But there were no trotting races here, Greg. There were no meetings. Sometimes there's nine races and four trots. I think trotters need to have those great big races. And the Dominions are fantastic races, and so is the Road Cup. But they need to have that race that makes people's blood boil and make them go, oh, I can't wait to get here. And I think the slot trot gives them a chance to do that. I think it falls nicely before the Road Cup to get an Australian horse or two over. Um, I think we should approve it. I don't think it's going to be a lot of money for harness racing in New Zealand. I'm not big on spending other people's money, but... I think it's the next logical step, and I think we should do everything we can to make that night the biggest night in harness racing, not day, because Addington has the biggest days, I realise that. 
but I, I think we've got a real opportunity here to do something special. So I'm hoping that trot is officially um, rubber stamped this week, Greg, and, and I know you're going to have David Branch. I'll be interested to hear his thoughts later on, but how exciting would it be, Gregory, to go to Cambridge, which is a great viewing track with a million-dollar pacing race and a $550,000 trot? And I know some people say, well, they're slot races. Trust me, no one goes to the Everest and cares when the money comes on, Gregory. Like no, absolutely. The money's there and the horses are there. No one cares. No one cares. You're absolutely right there. Michael, we're going to let you go. I uh, hope you enjoy the awards tonight. I'm sure you will. Uh, looking forward to next week. We we should probably get Barry Purden on next week, have a chat to him about his team, because I understand he may well be coming south earlier than uh, what was anticipated. Of course, Merlin will go around in the New Zealand bloodstock standard bred harness million at the middle of October. So um, we might see an early arrival of uh, the big Barry Purden team. So we'll get him on next week, amongst others, Michael. We've got plenty to go on the show today, though. Maybe um, just on next week, obviously I'm having a show off, Gregory, because I'm, I'm off to yep. Asia to, uh, to go to some business up there. Um, just on Ray Greenstein, copy that will race next Saturday. And he's taken Simply Sam and also Argyle. So they've gone across. He's got two three-year-olds to race, I think, at Ballarat next Friday night as they prepare for the Victoria Derby. So something to look out for, the green colours heading across to Australia. Have a great show, mate. Uh, looking forward to catching up when I get back. Yep, beautiful. That's Michael Guerin uh, out of Hamilton today. Uh, let's uh, shift south and go to Ashburton before we get to Richard Bromley. If you want to enter our competition today, just text to double eight double three ash Vegas. Ash Vegas, don't care really how you spell it, just put it in there and you could win that $50 bonus bet, courtesy of our good friends from the TAB. Speaking of Ash Vegas, Richard Bromley, who does all the fields and form and everything down there for that club. He's joined us uh, from the sunny part, middle of the South Island I'm picking today. Richard, very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Gregory. Yeah, beautiful day here at Ashburton. Just the water cars just whizzing around now, just keeping the dust down. So hour and a half away from the 10 race car. So yeah, it should be all right. Good racing. All right, tell you what, there's been some money too. Richard, first race, Sirius, who's trialled up beautifully for Brent White. Uh, gee, they've backed it heavily. Sarah O'Reilly doing the steering. Uh, Latrell in race number two, a first starter, which Ben Hope has named after the wonderful South Sydney fullback, who he's a massive fan of, South Sydney, and uh, take it out. So uh, that's in race three again. The O'Reilly's combining Jared and uh, Sarah. Uh, the punters have come early for the first three races. Yeah, that Sirius has quite, has trolled very, very well for Brent White over the last couple of weeks. I understand the money is there. Um, Latrell, Ben Hopes always said they had a big opinion of, of that square gate as well. And, of course, take it out. Very good. Her last preparation with two starts, trial under the belt, under the route. So with the money that's been on, so I reckon those punters have got it absolutely spot on for the first couple of races All right. down here. Two-year-old Trot, which is the Gavin Douglas, who's been a huge supporter of uh, Ashburton for a long time. Gee, this is an interesting old go. We'll speak to Paul Nen shortly. He's got four in it, Richard. Uh, Robert and Jenna Dunn have uh, one over DeLine, who's got plenty of breeding, as has Gold Bullion from the Bob Butt team, and all of them have trialled well. And then you've got the race day form of Monarch Prince, who's trialled okay too, leading into this, and the Fiery Countess. What a, what a go the fourth is. Yeah, very good guys. So the last couple of weeks, the two-year-old trots haven't really got off the ground, but they've got off the ground this week. As you say, Paul Nair and his four have been at trials of workouts. So the last couple of weeks look very, very well educated. And as you say, with Robert Dunn and Jenna Dunn's first starter, and of course Bobby Butts one there as well. Very exciting two-year-olds that take centre stage here at Ashford in this afternoon. So looking forward to that one as well. Richard, what about later in the programme? Yeah, have you got a winner for us later in the programme? Yeah. 
I've got a couple of each way odds. I think in race number six, horse 10, Crimson Rock, one of Terry McMillan's, uh, just forget its last start run when it just broke, but um, with the right run, 10 place at very good each way odds. And I like the chances, race nine, number 14, South Seeds Rock's last start winner. Got a bit of the X Factor, I reckon, with uh, James and, and Jeff Dunn. So I think the step up and great won't matter. It's tough. And that's also at each way value as well. So a couple of each way there. Race six, number 10, Crimson Rock, getting double figures. And then race nine, number 14, South Seas Rock, I think can go back to back. Crimson Rock, 12s and $3 in race number six. And in the last, uh, Richard finding one again at, at nice, uh, sorry, the, the second last, race number nine, finding one at uh, nice each way odds as well. South Seas Rock, looking to go back to back at 6.50 and 2.40 on the each way. Thanks, Richard, for your time. Always showing us so much power and passion when it comes to harness racing. Thanks, Gregory. That's uh, Richard Bromley on track. Don't forget to enter our competition. Text the code word today, which is Ash Vegas, where they race. The first underway at 12.30, Put your name, your TAB account number, and uh, the code word Ash Vegas, and you'll go in the draw. Producer dude Robbie will uh, select one of our entries, uh, and that $50 bonus bet could be coming your way. Short break on the other side, the Southern Man section. Yes, we'll bring in a couple of trainers with a few chances today at Ashburton. I'm a solid man and I'm so brilliant. I got the south in my blood and I'm gonna be here till I'm dead well dead. Yes, it is the Southern Man uh, section. Our chance to do a bit of form around Ashburton this afternoon. A man who's got a very interesting team in his master trotting trainer, Paul Nairn, on this Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to everyone out there, including uh, one P. Nairn. Morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, hope things are going well on Father's Day for you. This is a big day out for your babies this afternoon. Uh, you've got four of them going around in race four. Before we get to those, uh, Paul, let's talk about Tutangata in race number two, a first starter who's obviously taken a little bit of time but has trialled up quite nicely. Uh, yes, he has, Greg. He, he, he's quite a nice wee um, handy wee maiden, I feel. Um, you know, and looking at the field, I think there's... Um, you know, there's probably six or seven that are probably going as good, I, I feel, at this stage. But it's his first start, of course, and, you know, um, he's generally got pretty good manners, so hopefully he'll develop into a not handy sort of horse here. Paul, I note uh, not often you hold them back till they're four-year-old unless they've got some ability. Is there a reason why he hasn't been to the races or it just been a time thing? Um. Yes, I, I just feel like he's from the Take a Moment family, actually, and and um, you know a few from that family tend to take a bit of time, and and uh, it's quite often paid dividends. It's just quite a strong family, so um, we're sort of hoping that'll be the case with him. All right. Well, good luck with him in race number two. Let's have a look at these richly bred two-year-olds you have going around in race book order in race number four. The Ivy Leagues are filly by Father Patrick out of uh, Abibdi Ivy. Uh, we know what talent she showed. Uh, what about this filly? What's she showing you at the trials, the one that I've had a look at? She showed a bit of the family. Uh, she's inherited some of the ability anyway. Uh, yes, she she's... Um... She's quite a big filly. Her mother didn't let she race till she was three, but she's a lovely gated mare. Um, 
and obviously there's some very good races coming up later in the or early in the summer type of thing. So we'll, we'll give her a, a chance to um, have a go at those. All right, Blair Orange takes the drive on her. Uh, High Noon uh, is the four in the book. Majestic Sun, uh, two-year-old, who uh, trialled up. You drove on that occasion. Um, what did you make of that uh, that that uh, run? I see Jim Curtin's down to drive today. And, and, and this one, to me, looked like one that might improve with a bit of ring craft. Uh, yes, that's what I'm hoping. I just, um, I've just had trouble just getting him his gait just well enough uh, to be, you know, to say he's trotting well enough. But he's got a great little attitude. He just wants to do it, and I've just altered a few things. I think he, you know, and he is improving. He has improved since his trial, um, you know. But I still, still think he's just a little bit behind my other three. But he's catching up, you know. And, he, and right. he's in the, he's got the sales race. He's eligible for in October, so that's that's his main main short term aim. If we can just keep him improving enough. All right. Speaking of breeding, uh, the two-year-old gelding by Father Patrick out of Habibdi. What a wonderful trotting filly and mare uh, she was. Multiple Group One performer. Confessional is this one's name. Paul, uh, the drive of Master Horseman Colin de Philippi, and quite like what I saw at the trials from him. Yes, he he's, he does feel like he's got a very good motor. He, he's um, it feels like he's going to stay good and strong. Um, he just, I mean, they're all first starters. These two year olds of mine probably just lack a bit of ring craft, and he's no, you know, he's in that boat too. He just he's just not um, an all round racehorse yet, but um, um, you know, Rome one built in a day sort of thing, and and. Uh, yeah, I just, I just he just can sometimes not be really safe when you come out with him. He can sort of goof, goof around a bit in the odd time at home, especially his head at the odd gallop. But um, he didn't gallop last time at the trials here, so uh, and his last workout at home was good. So um, I hope he, he put the he'll be right today. Today, hopefully. All right, Tectonic completes your uh, quartet of runners. Sarah O'Reilly takes the drive. This one's out of Day of Reckoning. Again, a family that you know so well. Uh, what do you make of his chances today? Um, yes, he's he's up with... Um, his work at home has been as good as any of mine, actually, um, overall. Um, only concern I've got with him is just been... Just been... Um, just off his, sorry, just changed hands here. Just off his feet a little bit. Um, but he's he's been his work's been good enough, so you know hopefully he's, he he'll be fine. All right, looking forward to seeing these four uh, step out. Paul, back to Friday night. Matuatana just got things wrong after a couple of really good trials. So uh, where's he at in his preparation? And I, I suppose that was a disappointment, but no reason why you won't be carrying on with him. Um. Yes, it was in a way, um, but I mean, the good thing about it, like, he, he just went off on the wrong foot. I mean, they can all do that. And the good thing about it, um, he, he did gather himself up reasonably quickly for, for the big horse he is and got trotting again and trotted well after. So, you know, we can probably forgive him a little bit for that. So, um, anyway, he'll he'll go round again this, this Friday, the um, Audio Cup. And probably a, there's a good chance I'll bring Habibi into too, which he's been away for a while too. So it'll be another one. Like yeah, really wanted to ask you him about uh, about him, Paul, because uh, we know what a, a super trotter he's been. Multiple Group One winner, a uh, demolition job the day he won the Dominion at Addington. So he's been two years away from the racetrack. How's his prep gone? Uh, on picking, it's been a long, slow preparation. Uh, yes, yes, it definitely has. 
um, in my vets, um, you know, prog- you know, checked him along the way and he's had um, a lot of shockwave treatment and that type of thing. And um, he's, still, he's still got the same same attitude, still wants to do it, still still loves his work, enjoys it. So um, I think that's a, a big plus. And, and, and so far he's, he seems sound and all, all his scans have been positive. So, um, I know, um, you know, it's not always easy, but at this stage we're quite happy with him. Beautiful, Paul. Really appreciate your time on a very busy day uh, with uh, your team in at Ashburton. Uh, go well. I hope they all uh, race up to your expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, good as gold. Good as gold, Greg. Right. Thank you very much. That's master trotting trainer Paul Nairn, who's trained close to 400 winners, uh, some of the great horses he's had over the years. We've seen in those famous colours of uh, him. Uh, they just uh, dominate the trotting ranks. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing some of those uh, two-year-olds today. I'm sure they're going to make an impression uh, throughout their careers. We speak of uh, the Ivy League High Noon Confessional and Tektronic. Speaking of good trainers, here's a man who trained a New Zealand Cup winner three years in a row in Terra to Love. Graham Court joins us on the line. Thanks for your time, Graham. Not a problem. Look, you've got a big racing team at the moment, uh, of which four of them go today. Uh, before we get to those, uh, out of Friday night, uh, I thought Tom Martin was pretty good. No Terra was in an excellent race. No Time Night now. Uh, was very good first up. Uh, of course, the son of Johnny Rock and Steph's boy raced well. So that, although you didn't win a race on Friday night, you must have been pleased with the team. Yeah, I was real pleased when they, um, not one of them uh, turned up a bad trip so uh, very very happy so they should be able to build on those runs What about today Graham? First of your team in race number 5, Endless Dreams uh, second up, uh, I would expect off that first up run where you basically uh, it was going to be a difficult ask from the barrier that uh, Endless Dreams had uh, you've come up with a much better operational uh, draw today from the two Blair Orange in the bike uh, $2.80 equal favourite with the bookmakers um, what are your expectations around her? I think she should be very, very hard to beat without getting carried away. But, you know, she's, uh, on a day, she's a very nice nice mare. So um, I think I've pretty well got her pretty right again now. So uh, I expect to go huge. So, yeah. All right. She's currently uh, the favourite, $2.80, just ahead of uh, Franco Cornell, who's drawn uh, to her inside. Let's go to race number nine, a two-pronged attack in this. Straight flushes gets barrier one. Uh, does come to the races for the first time uh, from a stand. Uh, has she been at home? Because I thought her first up run uh, had a lot of merit, Graham. Yeah, no, she's a nice filly. Um, real happy with her run the other week. Um, and a stand shouldn't worry. She's very good on her feet, so uh, she should be right in it, yeah. All right, she's got barrier one. Your other runner is uh, Whakarehu, who has uh, barrier seven. Bob Butt doing the driving. $7 about straight flush. Uh, Whakarehu at $16. Is that a fair reflection of their chances, do you think? Uh, yeah, most probably. Um, you know, he's drawn out a little bit. And, he, he, you know, he's, I think he will go away. He's, he's pretty good on his feet too early. So, uh, you know, if he does, he should be right in it. They're all working super, so, yeah. 
All right, let's go to the last and your last opportunity with the son of Terra to love in Terra Eyes. Only took three race day appearances to grab a win. It was at Addington Raceway last time. It did it quite nicely, thanks very much. How, much, how well has he come through there? He's a lot better horse than what he was then, but uh, a nine hole is going to be hard from there, you know what I mean? So that, that would be my only worry with him. Yeah. Yeah, he's currently. Uh, yeah, he's eleven dollars. Is he a sort of horse we can follow, uh, Graham? Is he the sort of horse that I know Miff and kick things off grass track wise next week, and then the races like Mota Carrara? Is that sort of targets for him? Yeah, he's probably uh, a country horse at this stage. He's got a lot to learn, but fair uh, amount of ability. So yeah. All right, team's racing really well. Uh, what's the best of them today? What do you think would be the best for our SENZ listeners to have their dollar each way on of the Graham Court team? Endless dreams, I think, yeah. All right, endless dreams. Race five, number two, currently at $2.80. Thanks so much for your time, Graham. Good luck with the team today. Okay. Thanks very much, Greg. All right, that's Graham Court. Trained, well, I would say Paul Nairn's nearly 400 winners. Graham's about the same, maybe about 350 winners. Both very, very good horsemen, and uh, you always heed their words when they're talking about their team and their chances going around uh, today at Ashburton. Don't forget to enter our competition, double eight double three. Text us uh, the code word Ash Vegas. Your name, your TAB account. Plenty, plenty of entries coming in, and one of those uh, will be lucky enough to win that fifty dollar bonus bet, courtesy of the TAB. Don't forget to bet responsibly. We're here with HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything harness racing, all the news, previews for every meeting, uh, and of course uh, videos from the trials, the workouts and race day for you to study up and make some money. Short break for us. On the other side, we'll catch up with Amy Edmonds. Yes, welcome back in uh, to Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. All the dads out there, including my own Brian. I hope you're having a an excellent Father's Day thus far, and I'm sure our next guest has uh, showered her father, Craig Edmonds, uh, in gifts, or or she's about to. Amy joins us on the line. Uh, hello to you, Ames. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, what have you got, Craig? What have you got, Craig David, for um, Father's Day? Have you showered him well, yet with gifts? <laughs> What do you get the man who has everything? Um, <laughs> no, we just got him a, a box of chocolates and he gets me. So, you know, that's his present all year round. Oh, that's that's huge, Amy. <laughs> I'm sure he's delighted <laughs> with both. But, uh, yeah, all the best to all the fathers uh, out there. Thanks so much for your time, uh, Amy. Wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. Let's start with your team first and your uh, very good trotter, five wise men, who, of course, uh, dominated his three-year-old year. It was a bit of a transition year last for him, not an easy one when you consider he had to take on uh, Sunday's son, Bolt for Brilliance, Muscle Mountain and the like. But where's he at in his return? We haven't seen him, of course, since he went round in the Row Cup. Yeah, Greg, you know, he had a good break after that. Um, obviously, it was a, a big um, interim season for him against those good um, horses. So he had a good break. He's back in, and he's also going to head to the workouts this Wednesday. All right, so he goes uh, this Wednesday. One would think he'd have at least a couple of those before we see him race day. Have you and your dad got a race uh, ironed out or, or, or written down that you want to kick his season off in? 
Oh, yeah, so he's definitely going to have a couple of trials before he sort of looks ahead anywhere. Um, there's a discretionary handicap at the end of the month at Addington, so, um, you know, we may look to go there. Um, obviously, we'd bypass the Bank Peninsula Trotting Cup with him just at this stage. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much his plans at the moment, just with a few things to iron out, depending on how he comes through his trials. Amy, he's such a big boy. Surely he couldn't have grown any more in the uh, in the break. What's he looking like condition wise, and has he uh, you know has he furnished into the horse you thought he might do with another sort of six months on him? Uh, I'm going to surprise you, Greg. He definitely has grown some more, um, which none of us really, really expected. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's definitely got bigger. Um, he's definitely strengthened again, but. Um, you know, he's still, even next year again, going to be, you know, is really going to be the making of him. Um, you know, I don't think we'll see the best of him against these good ones until next year. All right. Well, again, it might be a bit more of a transition, but I'm sure he'll acquit himself well. He's uh, been placed at Group 1 level already at the top uh, at the top echelon of our trotters, so I'm sure he'll do you and your dad uh, proud. You've got another young trotter that's uh, uh, looking like uh, it's got the ability, this one by Creatine and Alateen, out of a family you know well, out of Alapal, and uh, she led and won at Kurao last time. When are we going to see her again? Um, yeah, so she went to the trial last week and just got past her in the mobile gate. Um, so there's a couple of mobiles coming up for her. Um, there's one against all um, Colts and Geldings um, coming up this week. So we'll put her in there and see what we think of the field and um, give her some practice. And then a couple of weeks after that, there's a, a three-year-old Phillies mobile for her. So, um, you know, that's her aim going forward into going into those bigger races. You think a bit of her, though, don't you? You guys um, have always thought that she might be able to make it. So if you're thinking some of the bigger races, we may well be thinking Trotting Oaks at the end of the year. Is that what you're hoping for? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, she's shown that she's got the ability. Um, she's obviously quite a big girl as well who um, is progressing all the time and just mentally getting better and better with each run that she has. Um, hence the trip to Omaru. She can shake and shiver a wee bit. So we thought we'd give her a trip down there and just hope that it gives her a little bit more experience in that regard. All right, looking forward to seeing uh, her progress and the return of Five Wise Men. Now, it's been a challenging time for the Edmonds family. Uncle Murray hasn't been 100% health-wise, but you guys are doing something really cool with Addington Raceway on the 22nd of September. And as we often find in challenging times in this sport, everyone gets behind uh, the people that are struggling, and that has happened on this occasion too. They tell me it's sold out at Addington, over 32 tables of 10, bang, gone, people wanting to queue up and try and get to go, and you've got memorabilia to auction there and a whole lot of auction items, so um, you guys have been staggered by what's happened, haven't you? Uh, yeah, like just blown away by the support from everyone. Um, you know, I've still got people ringing me. If we've got any cancellations, please put us on the list to come. And just the items that we've received to auction off or raffle has been amazing. I mean, it's just so cool to see everyone just pitching in to do what they can to help. It's great. Now, I can tell you that Murray, I've known him for a long, long time. In fact, he, he trained my first ever horse when I was about 16 or 17 and probably wasn't even allowed to be in ownership. But anyway, that's a story for another day, Ames. <laughs> but uh, him and Kelly would not want this to be happening. They are under-the-radar people, do their thing, um, you know, quietly working away in the background. Uh, I mean, Uncle Murray's trained nearly 400 winners, and I've just had Paul Nairn on and Graham Court, and they're sort of similar in terms of the number of winners that they've trained. So... Those two names, people know, they know Murray Edmonds and Harness Racing, but you don't see or hear a lot of him because he just does the business, doesn't he, Amy? He's a master horseman in his own right. 
Yeah, definitely agree. You know, both him and Andy Cowell are like the most selfless people you'll come across and they are really under the radar, but whenever anyone needs anything, they're right there. So, um, you know, he's always had a good horse in the barn and been good to his staff over the years and things like that. And he's had a lot of good staff work for him. So, um, you know, that's tried and true and he's still training winners now. Yeah, absolutely he is. He's had a few lately too. Uh, horses like Get Back and She's the Manipulator and Butcher Kate, Emily, they've all won in the last month. So uh, that's been fantastic as a fill-up uh, for his health concerns. But really looking forward to this 22nd. Uh, it's Thursday. Um, if people uh, want to support, uh, you know, they can get involved in some of those auctions. And I think it'll be it'll be a stellar night. It'll be a night that um, hopefully we'll all remember quite fondly uh, in the years to come, Amy. Yeah, definitely, you know, and once again, thanks to everyone that has got behind it because the support has been um, crazy, like people just offering to help in any way that they can. So, um, you know, it's been great. And even the people that have been out to see Uncle Mars has been amazing as well. You know, like there's been no shortage of visitors. So um, that all really helps to keep a smile on his face and keep things moving. Yep, absolutely it does. Hey, appreciate your time uh, on this Father's Day. You make sure you get a, a couple of those chocolates into Craig David. I'm sure he'll enjoy those. And, um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you soon, uh, Amy, and, and, and thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Greg. Have a good day. Yep, we certainly will. That's Amy Edmonds, uh, trains with her father, uh, Craig. Of course, her uncle Murray uh, just struggling a bit health-wise at the moment and the industry getting behind that race night at Addington Raceway the 22nd of September. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a heck of a night up there. Stevie Golding's got a big part to play in that as well. And, uh, yeah, they're going to uh, they're going to auction off quite a few items up there and, uh, and help the family out because I can tell you for sure that... Uh, Murray and uh, Kelly have certainly helped plenty out in their time. Don't forget to enter our competition today. Uh, text the word Ash Vegas. That's where we race, 12.30, 10 race program, about to get underway there. Uh, so get involved, tab.co.nz. But text to double eight double three Ash Vegas, your name, your TAB account number, and producer dude Robbie after our final guest, which is David Branch, will select uh, or draw out one of those uh, lucky people to uh, grab that $50 bonus back. Uh, bet back with uh, David Branch off the back of this break. Yes, in the home straight uh, in uh, Trot's Talk, David Branch has joined us from the Waikato Bay of Plenty Harness Racing Club. Uh, morning to you, David. Morning, Greg. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for your time. Interesting time uh, around the Waikato. Of course, you had the test match last night, which uh, obviously the All Blacks got the business done there. So I'm picking... People are pretty buoyant in your area uh, this morning, maybe a little bit more so than they were a week ago. Um, let's talk about some of the news out of the club and, of course, the talk around the trot slot race, which appears to me to be getting a little bit closer. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a process, but, but we're working through and um, it's, it's, yeah, all signs are pretty positive at the moment. So it went to the Harness Racing New Zealand board uh, meeting last Wednesday for approval and my understanding is they've approved it in concept. There's just a couple of little details that uh, we still need to work out um, around the dates and how that works in with the calendar and things like that but but um, so far so good, yeah. Off the back of the success of the race by Grins, which I also understand you're looking to get to a million dollars for the second running, 
What a night it would be if you had a million-dollar pacing race, slot race, and I believe 550000 for the trot slot race, making it the richest harness racing night in Australasia. Yeah, that's uh, goosebumps stuff, really, isn't it? Like, and that's obviously the goal. Uh, we're pretty careful, um, and, and probably why it's taken so long to get to this point with the trot slot is uh, we want to make sure we, we do it properly. I think we owe that to the to the event that we put on in the first year, we want to make sure that we're adding to it and taking that to the next level rather than just doing it because, um, you know, it's the thing we think we should be doing. But we think we've, we've got a model that's going to work and, more importantly, going to be sustainable um, and something that we can keep growing year on year. Dave, the process from here then, you're hoping to get that ratified within the next week or so because then I, I suppose it's the same thing you had to do for the race by Grins and that's expressions of interest and then go from there? Yeah, definitely. So um, exactly the same process. We just need to get that date locked in because obviously all the other important dates and that fall around, um, they all sort of rely on having that locked in first, but then we'll go out for expressions of interest. Uh, we're... we're Pitching the slots at forty thousand um, for the trot slot, uh, and I've, I'm pretty confident confident that this will be oversubscribed, and we'll have to go to that selection process that we didn't we didn't get to with the race. But uh, just the interest I've had from a couple of the leading trainers and and owners and existing slot holders um, gives me every uh, all the confidence that we'll um, will be oversubscribed. Well, congratulations on getting it this far, thus far. We look forward to seeing the progress of that. The Waikato Bay of Plenty Harness Racing Club race this Thursday. In fact, a couple of decent meetings uh, for you in the month of September. Uh, Thursday night, not as big as later on in the month. The Blue September race night that you have on the 29th. So, um, yeah, there's plenty happening around your area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this this um, meeting next week is the first meeting with our new stake level, so $10,000 minimums across the board, and then the feature races on each night uh, for 12, and then we've also been able to increase our Friday night stake levels um, significantly as well this season. So looking forward to getting to, as you said, um, yeah, some, some decent racing and some good quality stakes, um, something we've been working on for a while, so it's great to see it finally, finally happen. Yeah, and I see the middle of October, you've got the uh, North Island Spring Rewards Finals night. So, gee, there'll be some uh, deep form races there, $20,000 finals for uh, the Trotters and the Pacers. Uh, Neville R. Phillies heat on that night too. So, um, yeah, the next month or six weeks for you guys is uh, is going to be important and there'll be some excellent racing uh, around the 1,000-metre circuit there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's great having those... Um that spring reward series, obviously, and giving those horses that race week in, week out at Cambridge and Auckland, I guess, the opportunity to race for those good stakes, which is really important. So, yeah, we're really excited um, for the next, I guess, six to eight months as we lead up to the to the slot races, but we've got a lot to keep us busy in between. Yeah, absolutely you have. Dave, thanks so much for your time on a Sunday. We always appreciate it here on uh, Trot's Talk. And once you do get that confirmed, we'll be talking to you again. And uh, let's get some of these expressions of interest uh, really rolling towards what should be another exciting concept and adding to what was a magnificent night, the race by Grins, of course, back at Easter. Thanks for your time, Dave. Awesome. Thanks very much, Greg.
All right, that's David Branch, CEO of the Waikato Bay of Plenty Harness Racing Club. Gee, we've had some entries here, producer dude Robbie, for uh, today's competition. The $50 bonus bet, of course, you had to uh, text us the code word Ash Vegas. First about to get underway at 12.30. Who have you got for us there? Who's the lucky recipient of the TAB bonus bet? Yeah, lucky recipient for today is uh, we got Nikki listening out of Foxton. Um, so she's won the bonus bet. Um, loving, loving the amount of entries, loving the new names we're getting into the show. Welcome. Great to have you here. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to Nikki. Yeah, all the best to you, Nikki. $50 bonus bet. Gee, there's some uh, money coming for some of these horses today. I mentioned those first three races. Uh, race one, number two, Sirius backed into $1.85. Latrell backed into two eighty from $4. Take it out into $2 as well for Jared and Sarah O'Reilly. Really looking forward to the program. If you want one each way bet, race six, number six, Valiant Angel. I think it's a horse that can win some races. Peter Baggery and John Dunn do combine. That's been Trot's talk. Brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. We'll see you in seven days' time. We'll talk to you at least. I hope everyone has a great Father's Day out there. Good luck on the punt.